This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. It's Friday and I'm ready for the weekend. Now, AJ Gibson is out, but we've got Dr. James Simmons in. And one thing about us, honey... We're going to laugh. Friday! Friday! It's Friday, and I'm ready to sing. Swing. Hey, hey. Swing. Hey, See, I'm messing hey. up the words to the song already. Doesn't Don't. matter. It doesn't matter, because that's going to be the topic of today's show. <laughs> Is it? Are we doing this? We're doing this. How many times have you listened to a song... And you sing those lyrics with your heart, with your chest. <laughs> like, you sing it with your chest. Like in your soul, right? You're like, I know the words to this song. And someone has the audacity. <laughs> Not the odyssey. The audacity. The audacity. The odyssey.com. <laughs> the download the odyssey app. Someone has the download the odyssey app to tell you. Ooh. You got the words wrong. You got the words oh, wrong. No, she didn't. Listen, I there are there is one song in particular that I sang with my chest for years. Uh huh. I won't blow it right now. Uh huh. And then somebody was like, "Bo, it's not that. It's <laughs> it's these other it's words." This. Wait, have you ever done that on stage? Like, have you ever been on stage and completely lost the words? Do you not know this about me? No. Do you not know this about me? No. Do you not know this about me? Do you do this? <laughs> Don't tell your fans that you do this all the time. Do you get the words to your own songs? That's the thing. Notorious. Okay, so I used to have this gig where I had to I had to learn a lot of new music fast, Uh but it was hard. So I am notorious (laughs) for learning the first verse, the chorus, and then repeating the first verse (laughs) for the second, third, and fourth verse. But giving it a little... But like a little zhuzh. Like a little (laughs) Like just pronouncing words differently, but the actual lyrics... I swear to God. And one time, it was Dirty Diana. That's what the song was. Oh, no. And I was singing it. And like, there's some songs that you cannot do that to. No, because everyone knows the words. But you better believe I do anyway. (laughs) And I looked at this guy. We like caught eyes. And he was singing, and I was singing. Uh-uh, no. And he was singing the right words, and I was singing the wrong. <laughs> and he was a little bit, like, intoxicated, so I felt like he was looking at him. Like, he was like, do I know the words? And I was like... <laughs> he was questioning himself. And questioning, yeah. <laughs> I sang it with my chest. Oh, my God. I sang it so hard. And then I was like, girl, you got to learn these words. You got, but you the, got- that is the thing. If you come hard, if you're, like, super confident, and yeah. you're just you just sell it, 95% of the people in the room will totally believe that like those they're like 
did we just no they'll like gaslight themselves they're did, like I didn't just hear that verse yeah no. drag yourself you didn't hear that no I used to do Lovey and Rose oh god I still do and <laughs> I uh, I don't speak French uh-huh. uh, so I would sometimes make up words and I why am I admitting this on here because it's six a.m. and I swear to God, the people that did not speak French were like, I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> and you the speak people that French, girl. that spoke other languages were like, what the uh. is she singing? I was They're like, like Julie, le, le, I was like, Pepe Le Pew up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is great. We're going to have a wacky, wacky, a wacky show, show with this. Listen, speaking of Pepe Le Pew, Minnie Mouse has a new vibe. Oh gosh. And I don't know how I feel about it. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about our favorite songs that we uh, thought were right the whole time. So it's going to be a good show. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's Friday. It's going to be super fun. It is Cozy Friday. It's Cozy Friday. Yeah. It's not oh. cozy for you. You just got that Peloton treadmill. I know. Oh, nope. And it's calling my name already. And you've like, got to do it. I have to get home. I have to run for three hours now. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> three hours every day. I gotta, I gotta run for three hours every day. Uh, I'm so ready for the show. I want to know about your three-hour Peloton. I will. I, I want to know what that. songs you mess up. So let's get into news on the beat so we can kick off this show. Uh, Senate Bill 20, which would have elimin- eliminated the requirement that school districts must implement the Virginia Department of Education's transgender and non-binary student guidelines. Senate Bill 177 on religious freedom measures that critics contend would have allowed anti-LGBTQ discrimination in housing. Virginia's statewide non-discrimination law includes sexual orientation and gender identity. Peak's bill would have removed the provision of the exemption for religious organizations under the Virginia Fair Housing Law that denies such exemption where the membership in such religion is restricted on account of race, color, national origin, sex, elderliness, uh, familial status, sexual orientation, gender identity, military status, or disability. Elderliness? Is that a word? Lord, I was thinking I... <laughs> I swear, I like, forget the story. I was like, elderliness? Elderliness? I don't know how I feel. What word did we make up? I mean, what? Oh, storaging? Storaging. 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 <laughs> We're going to start a list, Vanessa, I feel storaging, like we elderliness. should write a book. We should uh-huh. obviously use your doctor title. Good, clearly, right. And it should be words that we've created. Because uh, <laughs> the book would already be like seven chapters. Yeah. Words that don't necessarily <laughs> sound right. Listen, I made up words. I made up lyrics. Why not make up words? Elderliness. Elderliness. Storaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One time I saw this uh, box from Lowe's, and I was having a hard day. And I go, Lisa, it says... Never stop improving. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally their tagline. Like they're like, never stop improving. Michaela, <laughs> it's never stop improving. Oh my god! I and love I was you. like, <laughs> never stop improving. I was having a tough day. I read what I could. I read what I needed to read. Sometimes. I saw what I needed to see. Name of the show today for sure. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be seventy in Palm Springs, fifty-seven in Houston, and seventy-five in Cathedral City. Give us a vibe of the day. What you need to hear today from our friends at We The Urban, your vibe of the day for now. When your intentions come from a genuine place, you don't have to worry. You will always be good. I know that's right. Ain't that true? Ain't that the have truth? Have those intentions come from the right place and you're good, baby. You're good, baby. Be Morning B. Channel Q. All right. There's nothing more than I love than sitting in my car Blasting music, honey, owning that song, <laughs> screaming it down Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, because I am Whitney. Knowing. Oh, you are. Yeah, in, in the car, in the shower. In the shower mm-hmm. where you have acoustics. Uh-huh. You're living your truth. I know this one guy. He is a phenomenal makeup artist. And his husband makes fun of him because when he wakes up in the morning, he goes into the shower. He blasts Selena. And he will be in the shower for 45 <laughs> minutes. I love it. He's doing it. a full concert. Oh, it takes him so, so long good. because he's like singing to himself. But what doesn't feel good <laughs> is when you're living your truth and somebody tells you the truth. <sighs> you're singing the wrong lyrics, honey. Now, I'm going to give you an example of some songs that I thought always were one way. But I'm going to let you kick this off, Dr. James, because uh-huh. you have one that I was like, so what? what? <laughs> so what? So what? Well, I, okay. <laughs> I have so many. There's so many of these. The I think one of the most classic ones, what, are, we, are you ready for this one, producer Vanessa? I think the one that everyone gets wrong. It's like the number one song that everyone what? screws up. So bad. Take a listen to the, well, should I say the bad lyrics first or the real lyrics? Let's, Let's play it play first. The song first. Play the song first. Okay. okay. All right. This is the one that everyone in, on earth screws up. Hold me closer, time to dance. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> it's Tiny Dancer. It's not, Tiny Dancer. Not Tony Danza. And I apologize, to everyone, by the way, for my singing before we just. First of all, further. you sounded beautiful. <clears throat> okay. My one that kicked this off was for so long, I love Depeche Mode. And that's actually Lisa's, like, fa- Depeche Mode is Lisa's favorite. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Rich and Touch Me. I was like doing a very <laughs> sexual dance <laughs> to Lisa. Rubbing on yourself. Yeah, I was and like, Rich right. and Touch Me. Take a listen to the lyrics. Reach out and touch faith. <laughs> Could it be more? Reach long? out and touch faith. Yeah. Okay, uh, so so good. The um, yesterday this song was playing, which kind of is what sparked this whole conversation. This song was playing uh, because you know we love a little Gaga here on the station, and I think did I sing the bad lyric or I told you guys about singing I the bad lyric? I think you told us about it, but you didn't think, sing it. I think I told you about the, uh, the bad lyric. So this and this is kind of a B side one. Like okay. this is one that like not everybody gets wrong, but of course in my head it was totally wrong. This is Gaga. At the end, when she's whispering, yeah, she actually says, same DNA. Yes. But born this way. Right. In my head. Yes. She, she was saying, safety in Maine. You thought she was saying safety in Maine? Like, like, like an, inter- an intersection. <laughs> Not like, safety in Maine. Like Melrose and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> safety, like the word safety, the word safety? and the word Maine. Safety in Maine. Hey. hey. Safety in Maine. Safety in Maine. Yes. Safety in Maine. I was like, oh, what street is that? This this um this song is more of a personal one. Okay, so 
My brother, when he was about six years old, I will never forget this. We were at the Wildfire Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. We were having a nice dinner. We were being rich that night. Mm-hmm. And we stole the silverware afterwards because that's what we that's did. That's what you do. And my brother was going, Rita, 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 Rita. And we go, Sam, well, who the, who's Rita? What is he singing? This was the song. I hadn't heard that. They surprised me with that one, and I'm crying because I actually... Sort of love it better. Rita. 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 Um, okay, this, I have a sort of childhood one. We have, this is the last one we have to do. So this is not, technically not mine. So one of my very best friends, her younger brother, used to sing this song. The lyrics, and it, this one died. It has made us laugh for 25 years. Okay. The original song is one of the best by Roxette. Oh, producer Vanessa oh, wasn't ready for that one. That's right. I I didn't tee it up very well. Is it? Okay. Well, uh, you tee it up. I'll give you one that we didn't uh, download. Uh-huh. Lisa told me yesterday when she was uh, really little. You know the song "Shake Your Booty." Uh huh. She thought it was "Shake Your Blue Legs." Shake your blue legs. <laughs> and her family was like, "It's not blue legs." And she was like, "Uh, yeah, it is." Blue legs. And she's like, "Well, booty doesn't exist. Booty isn't a word." And they didn't want to tell oh, her that booty was booty a word. Booty is so a word. Like, Whatever. It's blue legs. They're like we'll give her blue legs. Okay. Here's here's my rock set song. It must have been. Must have been love. Yes. He used to sing, it's mustard bean love. Stop. Hey, mustard bean love. <laughs> but it totally works. Oh my God, it works. But it's over now. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so my good. favorite thing we've ever done. I know, I can't. We wait, could do this all day. Wait, can we do just Spice Girls? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, this one's okay, iconic. okay, go ahead, Vanessa. Uh-huh. so crazy now that you corrected me i hear it so clearly so i clearly. thought it was slam your body down the party's all around and most people think it's slam your body down the wine is all around it's oh my god so the real lyric is slam your body down and wind it all around listen 10 year old me <laughs> with my lava lamp and black light will forever sing the party slam is all around channel q all right, I like pop stories, so let's get into what's popping. Now, nothing screams pop like Prince. Yep. Prince was the king. Everything. 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 And apparently Ben Affleck agreed, because when he was nine years old, the poster that his mother thought he might be gay because of was <laughs> Prince in a Speedo in his room, posted up on his wall. I mean... Half naked prints on your wall. Let it be when you're nine. But I will tell you what. uh, He was like, I took the poster, I put it up thinking, like, yeah, that's the guy, that's the artist I like. And then he never 
thought anything of it. And then his mom uh, remembers she had like 15 different thoughts. And then she eventually just landed on, that's lovely. Like that was the, that's lovely. <laughs> what a great mom response, but- right? Mom's just like, you know what? I'm not going to question this. Although it does make me, I mean, we could go down this whole road, but it does make me think like we don't put these types of thoughts in. I mean, we put these thoughts in people's heads, in kids' heads. We teach them to think that this is weird. We teach them to think that a body is always sexual when it's unclothed. We teach them to think that you can't be like a straight identified person and appreciate a pop icon who just happens to be a poster on your wall in a speedo. Like, listen, Prince was an icon. He wore heels, honey. Yes. He wore, he wore yes. lace, and he got all the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and Prince was like, Prince was doing what we're doing now, right? Yeah. Like, I'm obsessed with Queer Eye right now, of course, and I'm Jonathan Van Ness is wearing whatever they want to wear. Yeah. And it's totally inspiring me to be like, why do I box myself in? Yeah. And when Prince was doing this in the '80s and taking inspiration Honey, from Prince people who did been it beforehand, doing it, and Ben Affleck appreciated it, love and it. his mom let it happen. So we love that. Uh, and I loved posters too. I had Spice Girls, and I was obsessed with them, and that's why I stared at. So my mom should have known I was a lesbian. I mean, hello. Hello. All right, coming up in our next hour, a court rules against gyms with women-only workout spaces. So we're joined with Jennifer Levy, the Transgender Rights Project Director at uh, LGBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders. I've got my opinions, though, as a woman who loves to work out, so it'll get Mm -hmm. juicy next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Friday and we're going into the weekend with good vibes. Now, AJ Gibson is out, but we've got Dr. James Simmons and I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy to be here, too. I just really am like really so glad that you guys have invited me to like come up in here and just like do what I do on the microphone Mm. and just like Mm. I feel like I'm just going to like be here and I'm going to I'm giving you I'm giving you Ariana Grande. You're giving. In what was that movie that she just says she plays a pop star? 
Oh my god, and the world's dying and exploding. I oh, just watched don't look up. I look up. Yeah, don't look up. Don't look up. I was like, um, so I'm just gonna like talk to you guys about this like new project that I'm working on. Yeah. Oh, you're really in a great. new movie, yeah, yeah. Dr. James? I am, Simmons? I am. Oh, of course. <laughs> you didn't know? Listen, I love when you come on the show. We have such a good time, but we're gonna get a little serious this hour because court rules against gyms with women only workout spaces, and I'm quite passionate about this. I'm for, you know, equality for sure, but I gotta support our girls. Uh, we will be joined with Jennifer Levi. Uh, transgender rights project director at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders. So stick around for that conversation. It's going to be a good one. Also, is it okay for escorts to out high-profile celebrities? Mm, 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 uh, we're going to discuss that as well. But first, let's get into a little news on the beat. San Francisco police revealed a sixth victim may be linked to the 1970s serial killer who targeted the city's gay community and doubled reward money in hopes of ramping up efforts to solve the decades-old cold case. The doodler was previously suspected in at least five homicides of gay white men between January 1974 and June 1975, police said in 2019. But police said Thursday that a potential sixth victim has been tied to the killer exactly 48 years after the first victim was killed. The possibility of a sixth victim was raised during a series in the San Francisco Chronicle last year, which followed cold case detectives Dan Cunningham uh, as they investigated the death of Warren Andrews. The department confirmed it now believes Andrews is connected to the serial killer case. Investigators have spent years attempting to identify the killer, who they believe targeted men at gay clubs and restaurants around San Francisco and often had sex with them before attacking them. Four bodies were found around Ocean Beach, a fifth at Golden Gate Park. Wow. Oh my God. Cold case after after years and another. This is crazy. After the 70s. It's insane. But you know, so much new technology. It's Mm -hmm. worth reopening some of these cold cases. Absolutely. See what we can figure out now. Wild. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 75 in Palm Springs, 72 in Phoenix, 28 in Chicago with a winter storm warning. I think not. 34 in St. Louis and 75 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe. I also just want to give uh, a little shout out to the folks who are listening who are going to be in the middle of this uh, snow bomb. What is it? The bomb. Snowstorm. No, the bomb. The like cyclone bomb that's coming to the East Coast. Like y'all stay warm and safe, please. That stuff is really scary. And oh intense. my God. Yeah, it's out of control. Uh, so stay safe. Uh, your vibe for this hour. It's okay to be protective and selective about your energy and who gets the privilege of accessing it. Come on, Vibe. I love that. Protect your energy. It's so important. It's literally all you have. Yep. All right, coming up, a court rules against gyms with women-only workout spaces, and I think that that is just awful, but we're going to have a really important conversation with Jennifer Levi, uh, Transgender Rights Project Director at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders, coming up next. B morning, B Channel Q. All right, so a really interesting conversation uh, has come up, and we are joined with Jennifer Levi, a Transgender Rights Project Director at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders to talk about a court ruling against gyms with women-only workout spaces. And before I invite Jennifer to join the conversation, and thank you so much for joining us, this conversation feels a little sensitive to me because I love to work out. I do it often and, and have for many years. 
Um, but a gym feels really triggering to me and I think to a lot of women because I, when I walk in, I have already geared up and gotten ready to know that if I hit the squat rack too hard, I'm going to get hit on mm. no matter what. If I'm running, I it's unbelievable the amount of times women will get hit on. And it's not like a compliment. When, it's, when you're getting hit on, it doesn't feel complimentary. Right. It feels gross. It feels like I'm not being respected. It Violation. feels like I'm not being looked at mm-hmm. equal to the other men in the gym because you think it's okay to come over and talk to me or any of the other women. Also, it just, one out of three women have dealt with sexual abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very triggering. So how do we keep women feeling safe while protecting our LGBTQ community and keeping uh, everything really equal. So Jennifer, thank you for joining us on the show. How do we go about doing this? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I want to just say that the decision that was issued by the Connecticut Supreme Court was one that said that it's dangerous to head down a path that allows social discomfort to create exceptions to non-discrimination laws. That's what was squarely in front of the court. And that's what the court said is that gyms and other places should be comfortable for everyone. So I I very much understand the framing that you've given uh, the issue, but it's also really important to understand that the purpose of non-discrimination laws is to ensure that the most vulnerable people in the community have full and equal access to gyms. And what the court understood is that if you start to create exceptions to the non-discrimination law, that it could result to really um, unintended consequences where, for example, transgender or LGBTQ people aren't welcome at gyms. Yeah, it's sort of the the slippery slope argument, right? It sounds like that, you know, if you start having, uh, you are allowing one identified group to have a, a special space even based off of like discomfort, if you will, if we use that, I know that's a really that that term doesn't encapsulate everything that you shared with us, Michaela. But then you can have a, a cisgender, heterosexual identified man saying, I don't want to work out next to this trans man because I feel uncomfortable. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or for that matter, you could have, um, you know, uh, a, a straight man who says I'm not comfortable working around gay men. Right. I mean, it cuts in so many different ways that once we start allowing social discomfort um, be a justification for not providing you know, equality and inclusion, it really undermines the non-discrimination laws that we've worked so hard to get passed in the first place. Jennifer, I am so in the same place as you as wanting to protect our community. I mean, I host a national LGBTQ morning show to get these stories that don't make mainstream media. It's very, very important to me. But I do think that there's a distinct difference between social discomfort and harassment. And it bothers me that as a lesbian woman, a part of the community, I still don't feel protected by having men just so blatantly come up to me or to anybody for that matter that doesn't feel comfortable. So how can we keep the protection of women and and also women who may just uh based off religion not be able to work out around other men there's it goes so broad how do we keep that safety and still um not create such a divide you know totally fair question and again i want to in what was in front of the court that answered the question is whether a law that had no exceptions should impliedly 
you know, whether the court should create some by implication. And, you know, to what you're what you're asking, I mean, there are some states that have, for example, allowed women only gyms and have done that expressly under the terms of state laws. It's it's part of a a broader um, policy setting conversation that I think is appropriately decided by the legislature and, and not by court. So, again, I realize this is part of a bigger conversation, but the. Um, way in which the issue was decided in Connecticut was one that looked at an existing law. But in terms of your question, I mean, how to make sure that women are safe in gyms is to make sure that there's um, a real and serious complaint process that where somebody experiences the kind of mistreatment that you're talking about, that the gym acts on it, that they do an investigation, that they um, make it really clear that there's policy that prohibits harassment um, of any other uh, people that are using the gyms. And again, that should imply, uh, you know, apply for, for women and everybody else so that everybody's comfortable using gyms. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really do feel like that, that th- those things should be happening, but those things should have been happening sort of already. You know, I totally appreciate that. Uh, Jennifer, I do am a little bit curious in your thoughts and experience, at least, do you see this elevating? Like, I sort of feel like, okay, it's in Connecticut. You mentioned other states. Is this coming to the Supreme Court? Uh, uh, a very specific type of, of situation like this that could potentially impact, you know, the, the rights that we as a community have been fighting for for so long? Hmm. That's a great question. I mean, you know, yeah, unfortunately, I think in too many places, even where there are places, I mean, so, you know, there's almost two dozen states that have expressed protections for transgender people um, and a number more states that have broad LGBTQ protections. And of course, we have to make sure that those protections are enforced because it's not just enough to pass the, the laws have to have teeth. And it's one of the reasons, for example, that there's pending federal legislation, the Equality Act, that would um, ensure, you know, clear express protections across the country for LGBTQ people. So, of course, um, you know, this is part of a broader discussion. And I hope that people will recognize the importance of making sure that we have uh, protections broadly in place, because at the same time, as you know, because I know you've covered this on, on your shows, we're also seeing real and serious backlash um, in states. And that's really focused, unfortunately, on transgender young people. So mm-hmm. absolutely, this is part of a broader national conversation. Really, really yeah. complex and, and nuanced, for sure, but definitely a broader conversation and a conversation that needs to continue. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer Levi, thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation and all the work you do uh, as Transgender Rights Project Director at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Okay, of course. Coming up, is it okay for this escort to out these high-profile celebrities? Mm. When is it not okay Mm. and when is it like, okay, this is okay. Coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. You know, we just had a really great conversation with Jennifer Levi, uh, Transgender Rights Project Director at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and defenders about a court ruling against gyms with women-only workout spaces. And we were going to move on from this story, but the conversation led to deeper thinking that we wanted to bring here on air because things that uh, also were included in this article was that it was a unanimous decision overturned, uh, a ruling from a lower court after a lower court after two men filed complaints about the women-only area. And that just says so much, I believe, right there because I'm for women only gyms and I always have been. I feel most comfortable in them. I, to be totally honest, and and, and let me say when I say women only, I say yes, trans women, sisters, get in here with us too. But I 
think that uh, it's a very different experience for women to walk into a gym than it is for men. Um, I think that also some women may be pregnant. Some women may be having their period. There are so many things. Some women um, may have been abused by men that look like the men in the gym that are on steroids and feel comfortable in the safety of their sisters. And I think that although decisions like that by keeping a women only gym could lead to discrimination at what at what cost to women mm-hmm. like are we going to not protect women so that we don't do things that are anti-discriminatory I mean, that are you know discriminatory right. and to have two men file the complaint um immediately just had me think how why does that upset you because you can't we can't see women in their yoga pants anymore. Like, mm. does it, is it sexually stimulating? It, there's just such a big conversation around it. Right. And I feel like it's my duty as a lesbian woman to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and to really share that perspective, which is, uh, you know, obviously as a, as a cis queer man is not, not a, a perspective that I can appreciate. You know, I, I can empathize, but I can't necessarily understand it. I do, I do sort of in the point counterpoint standpoint, I can really see why, you know, this was a six to nothing ruling in in Connecticut, which has been a state that has really led the way in terms of states rights for our, our community, for LGBTQIA plus folks. And it does. I see this. The very logic brain in me sees the slippery slope conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I see that. OK, so if we start saying that there is we can carve out women can have their own space in what is should otherwise be an equal access facility for everyone and everyone should be allowed to go, then you can literally start having anyone say, I need my own space and I need to I need to exclude people. I need to have a separate space because I'm uncomfortable. And that starts a slippery slope in terms of not being able to protect people in, in our community. So I think about, you know, and this is not not all obviously cisgender heterosexual men are this way. But if you have a cisgender heterosexual man saying, I'm uncomfortable working out next to this person who I think Mm-hmm. might be trans mm-hmm. because they make me uncomfortable or this person who has too many tattoos or like, well, I don't know, it could go down. A, I, so I, I get all of that. I think the, the to me, the bigger picture here is what you asked Jennifer Levi when she was on with us about what's the scenario and the situation that, that we're living in for women and all people who just want to go to the gym and work out in general. And I think it's so interesting because Michaela, you have sort of, you were sharing a little bit off air about this sort of conflict you feel about being like, I, I, uh, I need to protect this space and I need to protect women, but I also don't want to perceive, be perceived as someone who is not in favor of, you know, protecting the rights of our community oh of God, which of you course. are a part of. And I go back to it. The burden still ends up being on us right. as marginalized right. community. Right. Right. As the people who have this unfair share burden of discrimination for the actions of the people of essentially cisgender, heterosexual, probably white men. So their actions and behaviors are are the ones that are putting us women and queer folks uncomfortable we're asking for safe spaces, we're, but we're also asking to not be discriminated against. But it's not even our actions. And then you're having this internal conflict right now as a woman and a member of the community right. for the actions of other people 
that aren't even in the community. That are right. I, well, it's because uh, thank you and thank you for making that point and making that clear because it is tr- like it's very true. But like it, it just goes back to 143 trans women were killed last year, predominantly black women, mm-hmm. at the hands of cis men, mm-hmm. heter- cis hetero men. Mm-hmm. And it was li- I mean it's literally in the articles you can read it. Um and they reeled them in by dating sites, dating websites, and then the the trans women would come and they would murder them. And it was just murder. That's what it was. Whether it was guilt because they had sex with them, whether it was because they had internal conflict, whatever. Right. And then for women, there's no women catcalling and harassing men. That's just it's not a thing. Maybe, maybe sometimes it is. Right, and not right. to take away abuse that men have suffered at the hands of women. Of course, of course. But statistically. Come on. I mean, right. please, every single one of my friends, and if you could ask your girlfriends, have been sexually abused in some way. Unfortunately, that is the world that we live in. So for hetero cis men to be like, oh, this isn't fair. Well, it's not fair. That's But we don't want to work out with you. Mm-hmm. We don't feel comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. And so it it's just such a slippery slope. I don't know how to fix it, but it is my obligation when we talk about the community. I am the community. I'm also a woman. And right. Right. And that, that intersectionality, I think we talked a lot about that yesterday, too. Like, it, it, I love that you're there and you're sharing that. And that, guess what? Just like this segment, there isn't a pretty little bow or a button we can put on this, right? There yeah. isn't just like, here's the fix. It's something we have to continue to talk about. And ultimately, we just have to continue to keep fighting for people feeling safe and people not being discriminated against. And we can figure out a way to do both of that as a society. I fully believe it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Okay, this story is so juicy, so let's get into what's poppin'. Now, Dr. James Simmons, do you know of this uh, adult film film star that what? we're talking about? Why, whatever do you mean? My husband's listening. Don't put me on balls like that. <laughs> no, 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 not personally, not personally. But You're like, you intimately know this porn star. You have texted this porn right. star. Uh, no. No, never. No, no. No, you know him because he's big in our community. <laughs> oh, my God, it's coming out wrong in every way. <laughs> okay, okay. Michaela Gordon, but, everybody. Okay. <laughs> This 
porn star, <laughs> Raphael uh-huh. Alencar, has created a name for himself. And yes. a lot of people knew that because he was like a major adult film star that would hook up with Hollywood A-listers. Mm-hmm. But we never knew who the Hollywood A-listers were mm-hmm. because... He signed NDAs. He didn't talk about it. However, he got a little wild on former Real Housewives of Orange County cast member Tamara Judge's uh, podcast where he started talking about who he slept with. We have a little audio. Take a listen. Do they make you sign an NDA if you have sex with a celebrity? Usually uh, they ask someone to contact me, not the person. I mean, so like, they have a example. sex handler? Yes, exactly. A oh, a sex handler. Yeah. So you don't know that it was, you didn't know that it was uh, Ron Ruse until you got into the house and it was him? Yes, guys, I don't know people's house. I've never been to those people's house before. To the Scientology Celebrity Center? You didn't recognize it when you pulled up? (laughs) Um, He said, uh, he went on to open up about who he did sleep with because he said, I can tell on the dead uh, men because they can't sue me. And he goes on to say <laughs> that Patrick Swayze was very nice. Yes, very lovely. And um, that he also was with John Travolta and he dragged him saying he does not pay male prostitutes. And so he did not have a good experience. Now it's crazy to me, for me, because I've always heard rumors about John Travolta, but like, no, I haven't heard like from my own ears somebody say, "Oh yeah," that, but oh, he's yeah. dragging them. And he's this is not the first time he's done this. He's actually, I think, in 2018, he he was it wasn't on a podcast, but he has sort of been vocal on Twitter and on social media, saying these things like, "Oh, you know, it's really important that uh, people treat sex workers well." Because we can expose your secrets and things like that. And so he's been saying even for years before that there are countless A-listers that use these sort of like sex handler situations because of their status and because mm-hmm. of their role or whatever that they feel like in their careers that they can't go to gay bars, be on the apps, do whatever. And for multiple reasons, maybe that's true. But these people also like prefer to have sexual relationships with same gender loving and other individuals. And so they will go through these handlers. I just am not a fan of like putting other people's like I don't care if Patrick Swayze's dead or not. Like don't I, I don't think I know you, that's kind of like, I don't, don't think do you put that. him on blast. Like this is just to like make a buck or seem cute on a podcast. Like I think you can talk about all these salacious things and like it's not even salacious. Like sex work is not salacious, but. I think you can talk about all this stuff and leave people's names out of it. I know. That's right. All right. Coming up, uh, we are talking with Dr. James Simmons. Oh, I love Tests him. Tests for HIV vaccine using mRNA technology have begun. And we're going to discuss in detail in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. It's Friday and I'm so ready for the weekend. Now, AJ Gibson is out today, but we've got Dr. James Simmons. And we had an incredible conversation uh, just last hour. If you missed it, you can always download our podcast at odyssey.com. We love for you to listen to our podcast. Also, our producer, Vanessa. Podcast. Titles them so well. Yes. They're juicy and delicious. Uh, But we're having a great conversation uh, with you this hour, Dr. James Simmons, because uh, Test for HIV Vaccine seen using mRNA technology have begun. It's a very, very exciting. big deal. Yeah, we're going to break down kind of what that means. I know, that's right. Also, Minnie Mouse has had a makeover, and I'm just going to say it. I hate it. 
hate it. Controversy. Uh, controversy. I don't know. It's, it's uh, how I felt about the M&Ms last week. The fact that I feel so attached to these mythical creatures. Like, I was so attached to the M&M makeover. I had to, I got into my car. I swear to God. I got into my car and I was like, What's wrong with you? They're M M&M. and M. Like what? You're like, why am I? You were so, so passionate about. This. Did you get Tucker Carlson about the M and M's? Is that where you went? Yeah, I was like, but what about the women who still <laughs> wear heels <laughs> oh and they God, put Michaela. her in a kitchen heel? A kitchen heel. <laughs> the only thing you've ever agreed with Tucker Carlson about in your life. Yeah, I was. You're like, like, who wears a kitten heel? I was mad. I was like, who fashion novaed her? Oh. Who did this? Oh no! And I was mad. <laughs> I'm going to feel the same way about Minnie Mouse's makeover, too. Oh, no. Because I need to look more at this makeover. I need. To, I want to see see how strongly you feel, because I think I might have a different opinion. You're probably going to have a different mm-hmm. opinion. But for now, what we can both agree on is it's time for a little news on the beat. Now, Virginia's uh, statewide non-discrimination laws are including sexual orientation and gender identity. Senate Bill 20, which would have eliminated the requirement that school districts must implement the Virginia Department of Education's transgender and non-binary student guidelines. Senate Bill 177, a religious freedom measure that critics contend would have allowed anti-LGBTQ discrimination in housing. Uh, Peak's bill would have removed the provision of the exemption for religious organizations under the Virginia Fair Housing Law that denies such exemption where the membership in such religion is restricted on account of race, color, national origin, sex, elderliness, familial status, sexual orientation, gender identity, military status, or disability. I'm still not convinced that elderliness is a word. <laughs> We're adding it to our book. Storaging. It's a stora- stor- elderliness. Storaging. Stor- storaging. Improving. El- uh-huh. Improv. Elderliness. Always improving. If you were listening, I told uh, (laughs) Dr. James that I will never forget I was going through something a couple years ago. I mean, at least we're moving. And I needed like a sign. And I looked over and I go, Lisa, the box says never stop improving. And she goes, (laughs) It's a Home Depot box. It says never stop improving. And I was like, Reading is oh fundamental. my God. <laughs> but it's the same word. It, it is improving. Is it? Oh my God, I have to look this up now. It is, I believe. Improving, improving. Listen, I was improving a lot during that time with my comedy, and I was like, and there's your sign. And then <laughs> you're like, I have to keep improv. And she's like, it's your sign that you're illiterate, so go figure that out. I was like, okay. I it's a, that. your sign that phonics did not work for you. I, <laughs> all right, in other news, uh, Netflix cut from LGBTQ corporate equality report over Dave Chappelle's The Closer. The nation's largest LGBTQ advocacy group released its annual corporate equality index, a tool that scores companies on their policies for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer employees on Thursday, but one company was no longer included. Netflix The human rights campaign suspended the streaming giant's CEI score this year in connection with the company's handling of Dave Chappelle's 2021 special, The Closer. Jay Brown, the group's vice president of programs, training and research, said that Chappelle's jokes about trans people and the rest of the LGBTQ community pitted marginalized groups against each other and were harmful to the company's trans employees. All right. For the first time in five years, Netflix will not receive that distinction and also will not receive a score at all. Mm. Listen, no matter what, whether you agree, you disagree, every action 
has a reaction mm-hmm. and the consequences come later on. All right, let's get into a little wev. Er. A little wev. Er. A little wev. Wait, that's like uh, from what's that movie with uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Jeff Dan? Not Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber. Oh my God, Mock. <laughs> King. Bird. Yeah. Mock. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> it is like Dumb and Dumber over here. Where? Bull. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, give me some weather, Michaela, before we get out of control. Okay, it's going to be 72 in Palm <laughs> Springs. <laughs> 45 in Seattle. Tull. <laughs> and it's going to be 75 in La Quinta. Oops. <laughs> Quinta. Quinta. So that's my arch my arch nemesis name, Quinta. Quinta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give us a vibe of the day. If they are constantly disrupting your I can't read. <clears throat> if they are constantly disrupting your nervous system, it's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. <laughs> All right, Dr. James Simmons, here's what I love about us. We can go from literally quoting Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Who would ever do such a thing Who on a morning ever, show? We would never do that. We're called never. professionals. Uh, to talking about um, things that are happening really in the world of health. Now, things that I remember when you talked about Moderna was the chance that in getting the vaccine, it could make whatever face filler you had look a little more plump. And that was what I was looking forward to. <laughs> of all of the things, of every What yes, the Health segment we've ever done for the last however long, two years, yes, three years, yes. that's what you've held on that to. That is when okay, I good. got my vaccine, I, I said, Pfizer, do your thing. And unfortunately, my lips did not get more plump. And uh, that was just a, that was a personal mm-hmm. defeat, mm-hmm. but nothing that I need to bring to live air. So can you talk to us? <laughs> <laughs> about something really special that's happening because uh, tests for HIV vaccine using MRN, mRNA technology have begun. What does that mean for our community? Yeah, it's, this is really exciting. So this is sort of a joint collaboration between like the Vaccine Research Institute and Scripps Research Institute and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and uh, the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, which is what Fauci used to head, and Moderna, right? All these agencies have come together, and we've been working on HIV vaccines for a, a really long time, and we just have never been able to figure out how we can make an HIV vaccine work because the the HIV virus and its many, many, many variants um, are, is quite elusive, and it's a really, really tricky virus um, for a lot of different reasons that I don't have time to get into right now. But one of the things that we have gotten to is that we think that these things called broadly neutralizing antibodies, um, so these BNAs or BNABSs, can find the HIV virus hidden in our body and neutralize it and try to attack it and neutralize it and maybe ultimately kill it. So we have that technology, we have that science delivering that into the human body has been a bit of a challenge. So we don't fully know if that science will completely work yet because the way that we've delivered it and gotten it into humans and other phase one trials hasn't worked so great. Now we're taking the mRNA technology, the technology used for the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines. Mm -hmm. So not the vaccines themselves, but just the technology, the delivery system of getting that into our body. And we're using that delivery system with this, you know, uh, science that we have about broadly neutralizing antibodies to hopefully mash the two together and then get what will be hopefully 
pretty promisingly an HIV vaccine. Super exciting. I mean, think about that because this was a big conversation that even we were having. The way that everybody moved so quickly when we entered into the pandemic of wanting to to protect people and wanting to, you know, our hospitals were getting filled, but really people were coming together. And it was a very different approach than when we um, had experienced the HIV pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the people not only died but people watched their friends die people watched their family die they were like uh, like a disease like you couldn't touch them you could, they were like lepers people right. that were hiv positive and it caused a lot i think of i think it was a trigger for a lot of people in our community mm-hmm. seeing how proactive everyone was when it came to covid and i think that for a long time our community has not only deserved to have an hiv vaccine but um just deserve the relief of of not having to worry about right. something like that, which is so right. scary, and the, and the stigma that goes along with it. Yeah. You know, as as a you know, I'm I'm a clinical ambassador for the CDC's HIV prevention programs, and one of the things we really focus on a lot is removing stigma, right? And and we sort of have this you know status neutral approach in how we we manage HIV in all communities and status neutral being we're going to approach HIV the same whether you are HIV negative or HIV positive and it doesn't matter because there are options for everyone and so while this vaccine is really really exciting news it's in phase 1 trials right now though with Moderna and they've only announced 56 people so that's a really 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 small group of people they will get this vaccine um, we'll have to watch them for a long time analyze the data after that then have a larger group i mean we're not close to this vaccine right now but it is really exciting news that we're matching what we think is this really exciting technology along with mRNA delivery technology to hopefully get a vaccine that works. But as a a clinical ambassador for these HIV prevention programs with the CDC, I would be remiss in not reminding people that there are we're still able to potentially end the HIV epidemic without this vaccine. If we really focus on this the right way, and I love this status neutral approach that a lot of public health departments are taking, if you're HIV negative, we want to get you on PrEP, right? And there are now, um, you know, a, a shot option for that, right? So there's a shot that you can take every other month. So if you're someone who doesn't have access to being able to take pills every day or that's really difficult for you, you can do that. If you're HIV positive, if you are able to take your, you know, antiretroviral therapy daily on a daily basis, have an undetectable viral load, you cannot transmit HIV. It's called U equals U, right? We've talked about it on the show together uh, before. So if we you take those two things together, we can still work towards ending the HIV epidemic, maybe even before this vaccine comes to light. But the fact that we're able to parallel path all of these things yes. is really, really tremendously exciting for everyone, not just folks living with HIV. Yes, I love that. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. James. Of course. Uh, now, coming up, another imperative story that I've been waiting to tell Ooh. is Minnie Mouse got a makeover. And I hate it. I mean, I really hate it. But will Hillary like it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, well. Yeah. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Okay, listen, I don't know what I've turned into in the past couple of years, but it's a psycho. Because last couple week... Couple of years? For Dr. James Simmons. <laughs> you don't know me like that! I'm you don't know gonna... me like that, <laughs> Ing. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we were quoting Dumb and Dumber earlier, and it's now become our thing. Um, and we are Dumb and Dumber. Oh my God, However, much. I am not happy about mm. this story. Now, last week we covered a story about M&Ms and them changing 
the costumes. They took the green M&M out of her cute heels and put her in like combat boots. And I a kitten heel is not combat boots. The one was in combat boots. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't even see that. Then they created a new M&M and put her in kitten heels. Oh, got it. I mean, okay. Now, as ridiculous as I'm about to sound, because I understand that this is a character uh, and not real. I feel like it's the same that they did with um, with Lola Bunny. How they took Lola mm. Bunny's fierce outfit off and put her in basketball like long uh-huh. pants uh-huh. because for the basketball movie. But for the yeah. basketball movie, but I am Lola Bunny. Mm. Like I am an athlete. Like I played soccer really hard, but I <laughs> I played like, soccer really hard. You I guys, played soccer so hard. <laughs> you guys like don't even understand how hard guys, I played soccer. I played it so I was like so hard and good at soccer playing. Right. Um, but I feel like I understand the messaging behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. But I feel like then just create a new character. Now they're now they've messed with Minnie. Okay, Minnie Mouse, who is in a dress and heels, they've now put her in. A designer pantsuit. And I can understand Minnie having a costume change, but to change the entire character, there's still girls who wear dresses and wear heels uh, and it, don't feel like they're expected to. They want to. And that's right. me. Uh, but Minnie doesn't have to embody that all the time. Uh, first of all, if Stella McCartney comes in and gets to give you a makeover, I say you take it regardless of what it is. Because Stella's literally like, what I love about Minnie is the fact that she embodies happiness, self-expression, authenticity, and that she inspires people of all ages around the world. Plus, she has such great style. So Minnie, being iconic, having lots of great style, can rock a Hillary Clinton polka dot pantsuit specifically for Women's History Month in March of 2022. I'm just saying, if she's that iconic, if she's that incredible, she can rock this pantsuit and maybe it's only for a month at a time. I, I am into heels and nails and, and all of the things as well. I know your nails well, look incredible. But also, thank you very much. But also, like, I play the sports hard too. Yeah. And like, I sometimes just want to wear my athleisure. And I hear that and I'm listening and I am open to it because I love a yoga <laughs> pant because my booty looks good, Heeny. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a difference between putting Minnie in a pantsuit and being so fierce because I also wear a pantsuit and uh. I love it. And sometimes I want to rock my, you know, Jordans and sweats. Like, I love all of that. But I think that canceling Minnie entirely mm. and then not having any of that merch anymore the same way they did with M&M's or Lola Bunny mm-hmm. feels problematic because mm-hmm. there's still um, women that like dresses and heels and right. that want to wear dresses right. and heels. Are they doing this though? Or are they like full on? Is this like Minnie's permanent change? Or is this, maybe I'm like under not misunderstanding this, but I th- feel like it's just, it's just a nod to like the suffrage movement to all of those things for Women's History yes. Month. No, they have Disney has not come out yet and said that they're going to make an official change. But when this the suit by Stella McCartney was brought out mm-hmm. and this was rolled out, mm-hmm. it was in conversation that maybe they would just change Minnie altogether. Mm-hmm. And that I cannot sign on. Mm-hmm. So this is my plea to Disney, don't touch Minnie. 
like you ruined Lola Bunny and her beautiful <laughs> lipstick while she was playing so hard at basketball. She, I, I'm playing so hard at, bas- <laughs> at, at basketball right now. Okay, since Disney is listening, uh, I'm sure they uh, 100% agree with you, M- Michaela Gordon, that this is just a little moment in time, just a little nod to women's history. I... I'm a big fan of this. I love a pantsuit. I love a Stella McCartney. I love the combo. I love Minnie. I think it all works. I think it's all fierce. I love it. She should punish this on the runway and then go back to her iconic look. I know. Well, you know what somebody said? And then I kind of loved this. They were like, oh, is this the look she's using to hit on Daisy? Oh. The Morning Beat. Channel Q. All right. It's time for a little what's popping. Get into it, honey. I know that, Dr. James, you are so excited about this story because you're obsessed with Janet Jackson. Obsessed. Like, oh, like it's been a little bit intense. Like, I think when I was like a little kid, I was sort of like, I want to be her. Oh, my God. And I I just, I also, you know, people ask you like, if money wasn't an issue and like school and da-da-da, like was the thing you could do? Like, what did you really, really want to do? Yeah. And everyone's like an astronaut or whatever. No, I wanted to be a Janet Jackson backup dancer. Oh my God. I love that. Well, listen, I'm assuming then that you're probably recording or preparing to watch uh, her four-part, two-night docuseries on A&E and Lifetime coming out uh, this week. And apparently the first two episodes are talking about how her working relationship was with her father, mm-hmm. uh, how she fired him, and then what actually came between her and Michael and the events of where she started to sort of, their their relationship kind of just started drifting apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it was around the time of Thriller. And then I guess the final two episodes is where it gets really juicy and things get really serious. Yeah, there's they sort of, obviously they're doing this like throughout her lifespan. So, you know, her her, you know, marriage to James DeBarge that ended very quickly, and then Renee Elizondo, who she has always said she thought was like the one, and her relationship with Michael, all those things. That's early, and I think it's all leading up through. If my internet slot slothing. Salute thing stalking for the last, um, you know, months waiting for this documentary (laughs) to come out. Kind of go up through like the Rhythm Nation album, which was like huge and monumental and like changed the world and still does. Then there's lots of things after that, right? So she became this sort of from the little girl who grew up in front of our eyes to then she's all of a sudden she's a sex icon all the way through the 2004 Super Bowl scandal uh, with Justin Timberlake and all that drama. Listen, that queen really took the heat for that performance. I feel like it blew Justin up even more than he already was. And it sort of was a career-ending moment for Janet at that time. Yep, Um, for sure. She got got blacklisted by the Grammys. Um, Les Moonves, who we all know and we've come to learn is a really pretty awful dude. Right? He literally, after that, was like disinvited Janet from performing at the Grammys, which was supposed to happen a week later. Justin Timberlake still got to go to the Grammys, but Janet got told that she couldn't perform there, was no longer invited. You notice she's never been nominated since then. And like all these things right. happened. It it really changed so much. And she even had an interview in 2006 with Oprah. And it was one of the very few times she's ever spoken about this publicly, the mm-hmm. incident. And mm-hmm. she said in that incident, I feel like the, you know, uh, uh, public has shamed me much more for this. Yeah, when there they were did. two people involved in the situation. And I took all of the heat 
all of the blame. It's really impacted my career, and Justin has done nothing but rise from here. And I considered him a friend before, and he just let all of the slut shaming and all of the things happen without saying a word. And she's like, "That's not something that friends do to each other." Listen, Justin Timberlake lost my respect uh, when it came out that um. He did a lot of stuff in regards to Britney Spears, in regards to the boys in NSYNC, in regards to Janet. Mm -hmm. I think that he was very privileged and um, and look, he was talented or whatever, but I don't think he was such a good guy. I think he could have done a lot more. Um, I wish he would, but we'll hear everything from Janet's mouth coming up this week. Apparently, she goes back to her home in Gary, Indiana. Uh, to talk about her late father, it's going to give us a big insight. I think you're. It I'm is. so excited for I'm, you. I'm like grinning ear to ear right now, and I, I just hope you know her and her brother Randy are executive producers of it. So I think you know some early reviews have said, well, it's pretty good, but you can tell that they executive produced it, right? It doesn't go quite into all of the tea, but I think reviewers have only been able to see the first part of it, which right. airs tonight on Friday. Um, they've only been able to see the first part of it, so maybe they get a little juicier in the second part. Right. Who knows? Tune in A and E or in life. Tune in, honey. All right, coming up, have we found the fountain of youth? David J. Marcinic, professor of radiology, uh, is joining us to talk about how to keep your skin young in the next hour. Channel Q. All right, it's Friday. We're inching closer and closer to this weekend. I'm so excited. Um, Now, AJ Gibson is out today, but we've got my buddy, Dr. James Simmons. And I will say I'm feeling a little excited, Dr. Jamon, because I'm going... Pourquoi? Pourquoi? Joui, joui. We're totally French. We're the same person. <laughs> we are, which is why we can only do this for like two days at a time. Uh-huh, I because know. It, we mm. have to re- re- remind ourselves to realize... No, for me, I could do it for the rest of my life. Uh, correct. But, but like, right, we got to like, reel like, ourselves. We poor, sound like we're on crack. Poor Vanessa, too. <laughs> the whole the last two days, she's like, okay, you two. Okay, cut it. Like, reel it in. Reel it, it in. Let's go. Um, I'm going to Big Bear this weekend. I'm Ooh. going snowboarding Fancy. and I was just telling you that I gotta go find a snowsuit after this but I've never snowboarded <laughs> but if you don't have the outfit together you will of course be miserable I'll be miserable mm-hmm. do you snowboard ski no I mean I think I skied once first a I grew up in Nebraska uh so you know there's that I don't know. I just, it's never happened in my life. I've just never really been around it. I really appreciate it. But no one, no one Uh looks better in a ski lodge holding a hot cocoa with a little whiskey in it. With like a cute little ski bunny outfit. Watching people come down the hill. No one looks better, honey. No one looks better. Or sitting next to the fire. Like that's how I ski. Well, I had a little facial procedure done. So I was thinking it's the perfect time to also just put my face in the snow to help with the swelling. Inflammation. They're like, did you fall? I'm like, no, honey, I'm icing the swelling. I literally am just imagining you like face down derriere in the air. Yeah, I'm showing off like... my derriere <laughs> with my fake fur Russian hat on. And you're like muffled deep. through the snow. I'm the Jennifer Coolidge of Big Bear. <laughs> Get ready. Take all of the pictures and videos of this. You're going to be like, hi. 
Hi. Hi. Hi. My lips are still swollen from injections. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot for me. Uh, Coming up in our final hour, I'm obviously very vain. As we know, we love Botox. But is there another fountain of youth that we need to know about? Dr. I'm sorry, David J. Marcinic, professor of radiology, uh, is joining us to talk about a powerful tool that could unlock the fountain of youth. And I want to know about it. It it may just be hiding in the produce aisle. Okay. There's a tease for you. There's a tease. Wee wee, baby. So let's get into a little news (laughs) on the beat. (laughs) San Francisco police revealed a six-victim maybe linked to the 1970s serial killer who targeted the city's gay community and doubled reward money in hopes of ramping up efforts to solve the decades-old cold case. The doodler was previously suspected in at least five homicides of gay white men between January 1974 and June 1975, police said in 2019, but police said Thursday that a potential sixth victim had been tied to the killer exactly 48 years after the first victim was killed. The possibility of a sixth victim was raised during a series in the San Francisco Chronicle last year, which followed cold case detectives Dan Cunningham and Dan Dedit as they investigated the death of Warren Andrews. The department confirmed it now believes Andrews is connected to the serial killer case. Investigators have spent years attempting to identify the killer, who they believe targeted men at gay clubs and restaurants around San Francisco and often had sex with them before attacking them. Four bodies were found around Ocean Beach, a fifth at Golden Gate Park. It's unbelievable what new technology can do for cases that were so quickly closed uh-huh. because they just didn't have the uh, enough information. We just didn't know. We, did, we didn't know how to do those things. And now, you know, those... And people sometimes are like, oh, why do we do these cold cases or whatever? This is... And people want to know, right? People yeah. want to know. And these families and these individuals that have disappeared, they want to have answers so that they can come to closure. So it, it's exciting. Absolutely. All right, let's get into a little with... Err. With. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ing. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 75 in Palm Springs, 34 in Kansas City, a high of 28 in Chicago with winter storm warnings, and 70 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Yep, I want to shout out to the Nor'easter and the people who are going to be in the cyclone bomb on the northeast, the upper northeast coast, by the way. Please be safe. That stuff is really serious. It's going to be an intense weekend for you. Stay warm. Why You're- did my mind go immediately, immediately, immediately to... She's got a body like a cyclone. <laughs> that song? Because you're Michaela Gordon, of course. It's a song we play here on Channel Q all the time. All the time. All the time, constantly. <laughs> uh, your vibe of the day before Vanessa kills me. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to this one because I think we need to remember this going into our weekend. It's okay to be protective and selective about your energy and who gets the access of, who gets the privilege of accessing it. Yes, I love that. Yeah. All right, coming up, let's talk about accessing our fountain of youth. We are joined with uh, a very fabulous professor, David J. Marcinic, on how to keep it young for inexpensive. Coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. No, I think it's no secret here that I love Botox and fillers, honey. I got this face filled before I go to Big Bear this weekend so I can stick my face in the snow just for the swelling. I want to look young forever. <laughs> um, and you will. You will I'm, look young forever. Thank Michaela. you so much. Uh-huh. Thank you, Dr. James. Yeah. I think it's because 
there has been a discovery um, in pomegranate extract that could be the fountain of youth. Now, I want to I want to brag about this uh-huh. because of I want to know about it. Um, and we have on the line David J. Marsnick, professor of radiology at the University of Washington School of Medicine. D- welcome yeah. to the show. Hello. What's happening? Hi. Because Dr. James and I are stocked up. We're stocked up. <laughs> We're ready. Well, I want I want to sort of preface okay. this too. Yeah. Like there's been kind of a big yeah. announcement this I think it was this week, yeah, about some research that you've done, Dr. Marcinek, about potentially, you know, and I think people like us are are giving this a headline of like, oh, here's the fountain of youth and we're all gonna right. live forever now because of this. But so like uh, I think you're probably gonna bring us back to no. Earth. But have you discovered well, the fountain of youth? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think it's important that, you know, everybody keeps their head, you know, and it's natural that, you know, people get really excited, you know, whenever you whenever there's a study showing any sort of positive effect on any sort of aspect of aging, right? Because, you know, if we're if we're lucky, we're all going to have to deal with aging. Yes. But uh, so not me. What's what's important to note about this study is, it, 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 you know, it's, it's early. It, it, it's a it's a preliminary study, but I think it is really promising in that, you know, we're we're able to see some improvements in in muscle function by you know taking the supplement so it is exciting yes i wouldn't i don't know if i go as far as saying we're at the fountain of youth yet right but okay so give give us a little tiny bit of background remember I will pretend yep. like I will take my doctor hat off. I will like we don't know science for our listeners, for everyone listening who for doesn't me, have the for, for Michaela, right? For, Listen, we literally right, were right. laughing about this next segment because Vanessa, our producer, goes, "Oh, it's going to be great. Two doctors and Michaela. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're at." Right. So for so Michaela, to break down for Michaela exactly like what sort of what you discovered, what this compound is, mm-hmm. what you saw, how it might help yeah. mitochondrial phagocytosis, all these different things. Like, break it down. Sure, sure. Okay, so so first, just the background. So the mitochondria, you know, if you remember back to your high school or undergraduate biochemistry, they're these little kidney bean-shaped things that are the powerhouses of the cell, right? That's what everyone remembers about them. And they're responsible for taking the food that you eat and turning it into energy that your body can use to just do stuff, right, to move around and things. And as you get older your mitochondria don't work as well. So there's been a lot of interest lately in ways that we can make those work better. And if making your mitochondria work better can improve your, your muscle function, your ability to kind of move around and just do your daily living type stuff. Um, so, okay, go ahead. For, yeah. No, no. I was just going to say that mitochondrial is such a great word. Also sounds like manicotti. Also got me thinking of pasta and how... I'm going to turn that into energy, hopefully, with all of the information that <laughs> you're giving me. Whatever you need me. to remember this, Michaela. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. You know, yeah, whatever little uh, little devices you need to, to remember. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so so this study was uh, focused on testing this compound called urolithin A. And previous work has shown that urolithin A stimulates this process called mitophagy which really you just think about, you can think of it as quality control for your mitochondria in your cell, right? So sometimes they break down, your cell recognizes that, says, hey, we need to get rid of these, break it down into, into its components, and then make new ones that work better. As you get older, this doesn't work as well. So the idea was, can we use this compound to stimulate this mitochondrial quality control process? And if we do that, will it improve skeletal muscle function? Will we live uh, forever? In older people. <laughs> no, no, okay. I love it because we will like, not we like live not likely live forever, but uh-huh. the hope is you know 
if we can build on this research and kind of use this as a direction to discover different supplements or different compounds or different targeted interventions that we can use to make the muscle work better. Well, I and love- then you can, you can shop longer, you know, you can kind of move around, you can take care of yourself longer, do your daily activities by yourself more. Well, you know, in all seriousness, the one thing I loved most about my grandma who passed two years ago and I loved her so much was that as she got older, her brain didn't stop wanting to do fun things like go to the mall and hang out and walk around, but her body, her bones, it caused for her to not be able to do those things. And it's so must be frustrating, you know, for uh, even myself included, as you get older, your brain is still very active, but your body's not. So to have something like this really help keep the bones and everything intact, I think is amazing. Yeah, you know, and I think that really brings up a good point, because kind of what happens to people as you get older, and you know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm over 50 now, and I'm starting to feel a little bit, it's a little harder sometimes to do stuff. And, and what can happen is, you know, you say you get sick, or you get hurt, and then you kind of get into this spiral, well, it's a little harder to get back into activity, or, you know, it's harder to get back into your exercise program, right? So a lot of our research is really focused on what we can do to make people's muscles work a little bit better that helps them stay more active because that's, that's, the, that's the fountain of youth, really, staying mm-hmm. active. Mm-hmm. And anything we can do to kind of help people along that way is, is, is I think, uh, really the, our goal for our research. Which is really pretty phenomenal. So but before we have about 30 seconds left, Dr. Marcinik, and I, before everyone goes out and buys gallons of Urolithin A <laughs> on Amazon – what, what does this actually mean for folks and what can we, how can we apply this, you know, like your findings in our life right now, or can we yet? Well, you know, um, I, I think it, it maybe it's, it's a little bit, you know, early to point to, you know, one thing, but I think what this is telling us is kind of one, pay attention to your activity. And also I think in the next few years, we're really going to have a, some really solid, ideas on how we can actually target the mitochondria to, you know, keep our, our muscles active and keep, keep ourselves moving. Um, thank you so much for joining us. In yeah, all, all seriousness, we enjoyed having you. This information is so important. David J. Marcinik, professor of radiology at the University of Washington School of Medicine. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Thank you so Thanks. much. And I'm oh. still going to get Botox. And that's exciting, too. <laughs> Tell me something good. Ooh. Come on, Go I'm ahead, a- Shaka Simmons. I'm a- <laughs> I love... Did I ever tell you the story about what Chris said with Shaka Khan? No. Okay, so we're in bed immediately post-coitus, uh-huh. and we're just having a conversation It's like, new in our relationship. We're talking about religion and whatever, and he's like, you know, I don't really care, like, who you worship, like, or if you're, like, Hindu or, like, Buddha or God or Allah or Shaka Khan, like, whoever you worship, Stop. it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I died. Put some I respect died. on her name, Shaka. Like, all right, this man might be for me. He just called Shaka Khan a God. Honestly, he gets it. D- seriously. Who the fuck? <laughs> Listen, we love shocking here on this show, and it brings us into Tell Me Something Good, stories that'll make you feel good through the weekend. And this story is so cute. First of all, I'm baby obsessed. As you guys know, we're working with HRC Fertility, trying to have our own bebe. And I cannot get enough of those little cheeky, cheeky, monkey. So babies use kissing and sharing their food as signals to interpret their social world. 
And Stop. it's so cute. The little kisses. They're little. Can you stand? I, I They're know. communicating. When they like give you like a little kiss, yeah. like like right on the cheek. I can't. You can't. It's like too much. My ovaries explode. You can't like, deal it's with like it. Out of control. Well, neuroscientists have now identified a specific ni- signal that young children and even babies use to determine whether two people have a strong relationship and a mutual obligation <sighs> to help each other. Whether those two people kiss, share food, or otherwise share saliva. In a new study, the researchers found that babies actually expect those who share saliva to come to one another's aid if any one person is in distress, much more so than when people share toys or interact in other ways that do not involve the mouth. The findings suggest that babies can use these cues to try to figure out who around them is most likely to offer help. Babies don't know in advance which relationships are the close and morally obligating ones so they have to have some way of learning this by looking at what happens around them that is fascinating fascinating and so uh that's what they do to to study those questions the researchers observe toddlers 16 to 18 months and babies 8 to 10 months as they watch interaction between human actors and puppets and after children watch these initial interactions the researchers observed the children's reactions when the puppet showed distress while sitting between the two act- two actors uh that they were able to uh focus on the distress like is that crazy this is why i mean babies have to learn at some point like who who the most imp- important people in their lives are yeah and generally speaking you know, like that's where we literally think that biological urge to just like smush babies, just like ew, oh my god, and, like eat you up and like kiss you and whatever. Like that's a, that drive is actually to help us build this bond or relationship with whatever that child is, and that child can figure out before they can talk, before they have like higher prefrontal cord- cortex processing, who's important, who's the person who's going to take care of me. Completely. So that totally makes sense. Completely. That is awesome. Um, okay, I have something good. We talked about her earlier in the show, the queen. She's almost Shaka Khan status, but oh god, yeah, Rihanna. Rihanna can get it. <laughs> Rihanna Montana. Rihanna Montana. <laughs> Rihanna reigns. Get it? Fifteen million dollars on the climate justice groups, led by women, youth, BIPOC folks, LGBTQ LGBTQ folks. This is pretty incredible. So I, I think there's a little drama with this though too, because Dolly Parton donated like. $4 million or something, I uh-huh. think. And then Riri, like, the next day donated, like, yesterday, I think, donated $15 million to this, like, group of organizations. And people were sort of coming for her, like, why are you trying to upstage Dolly? So she literally had to be like, listen, Dolly Nation, like, don't come for me. Oh, my God. This is all good. But the money goes to the Climate Justice Alliance and the Movement for Black Lives, among others, through her Clara Lionel Foundation. These grants support entities focused on and led by women, youth, black, indigenous, people of color, and LGBTQIA communities. We invite others to join us in elevating, funding, and supporting these groups and others who are on the front lines of the climate justice movement what a queen can you believe this first of all what bothers me about the story is that people are coming for rihanna after giving money like dolly like can we just focus on the fact that she's giving money like we love strong women and rihanna is a queen yes i am very excited i am a strong woman and i am going to big bear this weekend to snowboard (sighs) please stay strong i am going to definitely try to stay strong i did get a beginner snowboard because i have no idea how to do it wow so fun i also just got botox so i might put my face in the snow just to help (laughs) with the healing 
You never know. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Michaela, why is your face in the snow? Uh-huh. Inflammation. Inflammation. <laughs> Why'd you get a big bear? Inflammation. Inflammation. Um, as always, thank you so much, Dr. James Simmons. You're thank one of my you favorite people me. in the whole world. Thank, thank you for doing the show. Too much fun today. To our listeners, thank you. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.